football is back and the world-famous Superbook Sports is ready for all the gridiron action. Looking for a place to catch the game? Head up the hill to the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk and experience the thrill of the games live on one of our 28 state-of-the-art TVs. Superbook Sports has all of the amenities you could ever want in a traditional sports book. Good food, tasty beverages, and the best view in Blackhawk. Now the Lodge Casino is your first place for fun and for sports. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 for help. Stand up, Nuggets Nation. It's now time for the Mile High Hoops Podcast with Zach By, Presented by Superbook Sports. On your home for the most Nuggets content. Denver's Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. What is up and welcome to another edition of the Mile High Hoops Podcast as always. I am your host, Zach By, and as always, I appreciate you spending a sliver of your busy day with me here on the pod. Man, coming off a signature win against the Miami Heat, in which most categorize as the best win of the year, guys, honestly, in, in, in a totally different way, uh, I am putting the win over the Indiana Pacers on Wednesday night at Ball Arena not side by side, but maybe like in a tier just below uh, the Miami Heat win. Guys, uh, no Nikola Jokic suspended for one game. He got off uh, as easy as I ever could have imagined. Uh, me and others who cover this basketball team uh, were forecasting could it be you know three? Could it be five? Could the league try to send a, a big time message? Could it be eight? Could it be ten? No. Is just one, and that was the right call, in my honest opinion. No Nuggets glasses on, uh, for all the reasons that you guys already know and that we talked about on the previous podcast. Like Nicola uh, in uh, retaliation uh, for what uh, Markeith did, I thought Markeith should have been suspended as well. Um, but I think that the lack of games, plural, to Nicola, kind of showed you what the league thought of the. Uh, what occurred and what they think of uh, Mark Markeith's role and maybe his history uh, weighed into it a little bit uh, too. So just the best best case scenario, I thought. So you're like, okay, you got to play one game without Nicola. Take your medicine. We know Michael Porter Jr.'s out. We of course we know that Jamal's out. These are three max players, and you just got to figure it out. Chicken wire and duct tape, just figure it out. And they did in a serious way. And I'm just. I'm so impressed with this basketball team and the spirit and the grit that this team has. And we've talked about this through the years uh, on the Mile High Hoops podcast that every single time, by God, I mean every single time that you count the Denver Nuggets out, they prove you wrong. And there they were once again. But like, what made this different is all the other times that um, – that the Nuggets have been in that position and they're just raising eyebrows and you can't believe that, you know, the resilience of the group. Every single occurrence has happened with Nicola out there. Like, Nicola doesn't miss games. Like, he just doesn't. Um, you know, from playing all 72 uh, a year ago to 73 the year before that, 80 the year before that, 75 the year before that, like, he just doesn't miss a lot of time. So, um, it's almost like dad's not home. You know what I mean? And 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 how how, how are the kids gonna? Uh, you know, who's the man of the house? How are they gonna handle business? Well, the man of the house when uh, three max players are out is Will freaking Barton. 
I mean, are you kidding me? I, I am so impressed with just the performance of Will Barton, but also the the awareness that he's that guy in that role in that moment. And to not only have the awareness, but to back it up with the performance. 11 of 19 from the field, 6 of 9 from 3, perfect 2 for 2 from the stripe. He was on the glass with 6 rebounds, dishing out 3 assists. He had 2 steals and a whopping 30-point game. 30 points in 34 minutes. I just thought he was just tremendous. Flat-out tremendous. And it started in the first quarter, like the tone was set. You know, Barton had 10 of his 30 in the first 10 minutes of the game. Started 3 for 4 from the floor, 2 for 3 from 3. I mean, at the end of the first, re- uh, at the end of the first uh, quarter, he had 4 rebounds. So, so 4 of his 6 boards were in the first uh, 10 minutes of play. And, you know, he continued. I mean, the, the, uh, the, the sequence in the third where uh, the Nuggets are, and I forget the score, so forgive me, um, oh, no, excuse me, I have it here in my notes. They were down, uh, what was it, p- 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 four uh, in, 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 I think it was like the middle of the third. And he has this transition where, or excuse me, he had this sequence um, where there was a three-pointer and then a Euro step in transition, like a big galloping Euro step. Uh, and it was back-to-back, like back-to-back possessions. The three, the Euro step in transition, Denver pulls ahead 57-56. There's about five minutes left in the third. And at that point, I'm going, are th- these guys can pull this off. Like, the, the, these guys can do this. Uh, and, and Will just continued. I mean, the, his three uh, that made it 82-77 with six minutes left uh, in the fourth, followed by another three uh, that made it 85-81, I mean, it was, uh, and then another, and then he made another, and and it made it uh, ninety to eighty six, and and Brogdon with the answers, like that was that was the most fun stretch of the game, I thought, uh, and then that final three that made it ninety eighty six with uh, about four four minutes, no, just under five minutes, four forty four, I have here in my notes, and he's that's when he's on the baseline shaking his head to the crowd, and I think I read his lips, he was saying, "I'm that guy." I'm that guy, and last night he was that guy, and and, and Will Barton just on the season is we're, we are seeing the best of Will Barton. That's what we're seeing, and this guy has become a staple for the Denver Nuggets. I know we've and we've talked about it almost at nauseum, uh, just how divisive of a topic that he can be on social media during Nuggets games. I haven't heard a lot of that this year because he's been nothing but great. Seventeen and a half points per game. That's a career high. assists per game, that's a career high. 1.4 steals per game, that's a career high. Shooting 49% from the field, that's a career high. Shooting 43% from three, that's a career high. 2.6 threes average per game, you guessed it, that's a career high. Will Barton is the reason that the Denver Nuggets won that basketball game. I mean, the heart that that dude has is just impressive. And... We love to see it. We absolutely love to see it. So uh, the Nuggets go to seven and four and five, yes, five and one at home. So off to a really good start, guys. This was a game that I thought Bones Highland uh, really impressed me. Zeke Naji really impressed me, and the way that those two 
young basketball players, a first and a second year player, uh, work together and the connection uh, that they showed. I mean, it was real. And Bones just Bones has <laughs> Bones has a bag, man. And he like straight up turned around Tory Craig uh, in that first quarter. A dump off to Zeke Naji, dunk. Um, another. Uh, it's it, it start of the second quarter. Uh, getting in the lane, if you know he's he's really good at finding creases and angles and getting defenders leaning off the bounce. Uh, and he did that to Tory Craig a number of times. Um, and, and like I said, started that second quarter. It was like the same play twice in a row. Uh, he's got the cross going. All right. Uh, you saw him out on the left wing there in the second quarter. It was almost like a crossover from 2002. Like that thing's just hung in his hand out there for maybe just a little bit too long. Um, if they called it a carry, I wouldn't have been shocked, uh, but they didn't. And it was a fantastic play. Uh, right to left crossover, uh, gets in the lane, lobs it up once again to Zeke Anaji. So uh, the connection there was pretty real. Um, you saw him uh, with uh, in the second half, uh, just a blow-by of Torrey Craig, just a rip-through blow-by. Uh, he's got a, you know, um, I've been saying this for years, like good things happen when you get two feet in the paint, like, and, and it's easier said than done, right? Especially in today's NBA, when they're allowing uh, defenders to play more physical than in the past, this is no longer a ticky tack league. I mean, this league, it feels like 1994 all over again. Um, but just getting two feet into the paint, uh, you're you're in the teeth of the defense. And from there, you just open so many other opportunities. And I thought Bones Highland uh, did a really nice job of that um, uh, against the Indiana Pacers on Wednesday night at, at Ball Arena. So really encouraging signs there from two young players. I thought Zeke Naji uh, was just flat-out terrific. Just flat-out terrific. 19 points in 20 minutes. He was 7 of 10 from 3. And you saw that first 3. And the confidence that he had uh, in taking it, uh, it was, I think it was Miles Turner just sagged all the way off Zeke. Uh, and he just, without hesitation. And we talked about this last year with Zeke's shot. It is very mechanical. Like, you can tell that Zeke Naji has spent 100,000 hours uh, shooting the basketball. And it's, it's, uh, I don't want to say rigid because that sounds like it's a negative connotation, uh, but it's like I said, it's mechanical. It's it's mechanical. So I love to see it. He ended up hitting uh, another one after that. He also got to the free throw line a couple different times. Went three for four, uh, and and had a block shot. So I thought Zeke Naji. Obviously, uh, that's the best game of his season. It was the first time that uh, he's been in double figures this season, let alone uh, being the second leading scorer in a win uh, against a Pacers team that Pacers, you know, Pacers aren't like the world's greatest team or anything, but they're not like awful by any means. They had come in winning three or four and like, did Sabonis play? Yes. Did Miles Turner play? Yes. Brog? Yeah. I mean, they, they, they have some guys. Um, and if I'm a member of that Pacers team or I'm that coaching staff, you got to feel uh, pretty embarrassed uh, on a, on a night like uh, Wednesday night, because on paper, there's no way, there is no way, no how they should have lost uh, that game. 
Uh, I thought Aaron Gordon was super underwhelming uh, on the offensive end. Defensively, he's he's fine. He's he's actually better than fine. He's terrific. Uh, offensively, man, he 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 leaves a lot to be desired. Uh, eight points on two of ten shooting. Uh, half of his, uh, or excuse me, more than half of his points came at the at the free throw line. You know, last night watching that game, excuse me, uh, you could be listening at a later date. Uh, so Wednesday night, um, it reminded me once again why the Nuggets, when they have their roster, uh, are the perfect fit for Aaron Gordon. Because when Aaron Gordon is playing the role of second fiddle, and not fourth or fifth fiddle, I think his lack of offensive uh, package gets exposed in, in a serious way. Uh, he just does not uh, have go-to effective moves that don't, and, and I'm mainly talking about going towards the basket, getting downhill on guys. Um, obviously, his mid-range jumper, it can be hot, hot and cold, but most of the time you trust him taking you know, a 12-footer, um, you know, he can be effective from three as a capable three-point shooter. But when you're asking him to create off the dribble, uh, I, I really just, I don't like to see it. It often results in either a uh, self-inflicted wound, dribbling it off his foot, losing his handle, uh, or uh, he'll uh, you know, he'll get it uh, stripped like it did last night. Malcolm Brogdon, he's trying to operate uh, with a crossover into a pull-up jump shot is just not an ideal shot for Aaron Gordon. You're, you're, but on a night like last, on a night like Wednesday night, you know he feels the the burden of having to fill the void of who's not out there. So, uh, but you're seeing the version of him that like was in Orlando. If you're relying on that every single night, you're gonna win. Uh, uh, you're you're gonna lose a lot more games uh, than you win. Uh, and you know Aaron Gordon in a game without Jamal, without Jokic, without MPJ, his first bucket, uh, his first made field goal came with under two minutes left in the second quarter. Um, and even the even the bucket that he made, there was an and one, I believe. Um, it could have been an offensive foul, and there was a couple times that he could have gotten uh, called for an offensive foul and just didn't. He he extends his arm to create space to get shots off, and. Um, it's just uh, you're you're walking a, a line of uh, you know getting whistled and but it's it's a it's a reflection of the lack of uh, offensive skill package uh, that he just he just doesn't have. Uh, but I will say this: there's a he he's young enough still, despite being in the league as long as he has been. If he works his tail off, he he can still go places uh, with that offensive skill package. Uh, so he just he just needs to develop it more and really put the time in. Uh, you're also seeing um, Aaron Gordon is known as a great leaper. And pardon me if I've talked about this on the podcast in the past. Not like I don't repeat myself in, in, in other categories. But um, Aaron Gordon is known as some great leaper. We all remember from the dunk contest. I was watching the Pacers broadcast, and, and they were talking about what a great leaper he is. But it's, it, it is oftentimes not as functional on a basketball in a basketball game uh, than it is in a dunk contest. It doesn't translate the same way. So when he's um, on two feet and doesn't have a big wind up, a big gather drop step, uh, because he's really a two foot jumper. That's where he excels. Um, not that he can't, uh, you know, explode off one foot if he gets a wind up. But where he really gets off is 
when he uh, gets uh, two feet under him off a big gather drop step. Uh, when he doesn't have that, when he's stationary with the basketball like he was last night uh, under the basket with uh, Miles Turner, uh, he, he doesn't have the same explosion. In fact, it's not even close to the same explosion. It becomes rather average. So you see, see Miles Turner block his shot, and then he went to go up again, and, and Miles Turner looked like he blocked it two times in a row. Um, but uh, I think on the second uh, shot block attempt, it was called a foul. So that, that, that's just something to watch for, you know, just a note to to put in, in your pocket there. I also, just totally separate from the game, I thought it was pretty cool as being a longtime basketball fan that in the same gym you have Doc Rivers' son, Manute Bowles' son, and Arvita Sabonis' son. Uh, have pretty cool uh, uh, lineage there, although Bowl was the only nugget to not check in the game, uh, and I think that um, you know tells you what you need to know about how the coaching staff feels about uh, Bowl Bowl. Um, okay, uh, that is where we will keep it for now. Wanted to come in and share some of my thoughts on that on that basketball game. Uh, I know we didn't get to everyone in going down the list, but uh, I think that is good enough uh, for right now, considering that my radio show starts in 90 seconds. <laughs> so, all right, um, uh, enter back uh, scene right. Uh, the MVP of the league, Nikola Jokic. Uh, he'll be available to the team on Friday night. Uh, against the Atlanta Hawks at 7 o'clock at Ball Arena. I will be in the house for that one. So if you see me, please say hello. And you know that whatever happens on Friday night, we'll be talking about it right here on the Mile High Hoops podcast. Football is back and the world-famous Superbook Sports is ready for all the gridiron action. Looking for a place to catch the game? Head up the hill to the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk and experience the thrill of the games live on one of our 28 state-of-the-art TVs. Superbook Sports has all of the amenities you could ever want in a traditional sports book. Good food, tasty beverages, and the best view in Blackhawk. Now the Lodge Casino is your first place for fun and for sports. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 for help.